Welcome back to Kevin Movie Tracy, Real. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. Boy, oh boy, am I excited for this episode, Sam. I know. I know. <laughs> We're talking My Jurassic Park. My all-time favorite movie. I have been <sighs> waiting to do this episode since we talked about doing this podcast, I have been waiting for, for this, this specific moment. Um, and the day has finally arrived and now you get to listen to us talk about dinosaurs for two hours. (laughs) This movie is, um, so it is Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton, which the the book, which the, and there are, how many books? I want to say that, is it three? Yeah, there, there's the Lost I know World. There's, a there's, lost Jurassic, world Park, book. there's Jurassic Park, the Lost World, and I think that there's a, a third one. I, I I don't remember. I'm not super familiar with the the actual book series. I just know that Michael Crichton uh, is the author, and he was a huge uh, consultant for this movie, Jurassic Park. He though he was a consultant, but he wasn't. It was he did write yes. a version of the screenplay. But he's he's credited as as the it's him and uh, someone else who are considered the screenwriters. But Crichton. Michael Crichton's is yeah. he was like yeah. kind of barely Crichton Crichton. Okay, he was kind of barely like it wasn't his exact script. Like he yeah, had, there is a version of the script that well it, also he his wrote, his but it's book not varies. One very differently from from the actual movie like i i don't know if this is in the first one or in the second one yeah. but there's like a very gruesome uh the dingo ate my baby kind of scene with uh a baby and some compies um i don't know if that's in the first one or the second one but it is it, it is oh the beginning of more the second or less one? but it's a lot more yeah i but, mean i know yeah, she doesn't uh, die but it's a but, baby in yeah. a print or in a, in a uh, it's a baby in uh, it, it's it's basket and uh, they they swarm and the maid discovers too late and it is extremely graphic from what I've heard and uh, I I don't know how to make heads or tails of that because I'm I'm so used to the movies and not the like the book version of how this movie plays out and that just seems so out of. Yeah, out of left field and a dark, like a dark tone shift change. Um, but for all I know, that is like how the movie or the books are told in that way, um, because because the movies are far more lighthearted. I mean, yeah, there's there's a couple more like there's a few deaths here and there, but it's not anywhere near as dark as that. That is so morbid. Yeah, this is a classic example of so this is a classic example of like a book where a movie adaption where the book was is they, they not differ, yeah i mean i wasn't it's not even just that they differ it's jurassic park isn't known yeah. for being a book do you know what i mean like harry potter the books are very much a part of the story lord of the rings even the books are very much a part of the Chronicles story of Narnia. the i don't think i yeah, exactly. I uh, I don't think Jurassic Park. I don't think I knew they it was a book. I, for, for me, it was the right opposite. Away. I think I knew it was a book um, first as a kid, and then because I I probably saw this movie when I was like five or six years old. I was very young, and admittedly, this movie did give me nightmares. Um, I I had a I had a love hate relationship with the, this movie, but I I did learn from my dad early on uh, that this was a book. 
and then I watched it with him. I, I had nightmares because of the T-Rex and the Velociraptors. And um, the reason why I had a love-hate relationship with this movie was um, I would watch another Steven Spielberg movie with dinosaurs, uh, The Land Before Time. And that would... I, that was kind of like Spielberg? my introduction to like love of dinosaurs, and then it's like, oh, I want to watch real dinosaurs. <laughs> and I watched Jurassic Park. It's like, Dad, this is this is. Uh, I believe so. Spielberg? Yeah, yeah, uh, or at least, what? or at least like the first like one or two of them. That what I did not. I never thought that he. Yeah, was. I'm like, gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. Maybe, maybe, yeah, it looks like maybe the, that's yep, executive very pro- weird. Yeah, executive, yeah, or he produced it, it. And so was George Lucas, which I didn't know about that. What a weird combo. It's Steven Spielberg, Don Bluth, yep. and George Although Lucas. Don Bluth makes sense. That is very much wow. his animation. Okay. Like, well, uh, yes, because. Amer- yes. An American Tale. Have you seen that? There was this meme of, there was this meme that said how Don Bluth only knows how to draw, like three or four types of characters because in every single Don Bluth movie, there's like the characters in Anastasia look very similar to the characters in Thumbelina and, uh, uh, American, and, and yeah, uh, American, <laughs> I, Tan- and, and, like I, all the things that he's done. Like, might, and I'm like, I That's might have, it, it's, it's, I don't, a, I can't, it's been yeah. a really long time since I've seen a Don Bluth movie. I think the last one I saw was probably yeah. American tale. And that was probably like five or six years ago. Um, that's, that's a good one yeah. too. Um, oh, Fifel goes west. <laughs> I don't think I. So is that that's so there's is that there's 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 three two American that I remember. Tales. So is well there's three, but is Fifel goes west one, the I first believe. one or the second um, one? Yeah, fi- uh, an American tale okay. is the first one where they they immigrate from Russia to uh, specifically Russia, Europe. I believe. Yeah. Uh, to um, yeah. America and. Yeah, and America. Yeah, they, 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 they yeah they produce like manifest just, destiny, yeah. and then yeah, I remember there's another yeah, one yeah. where he befriends um uh a Native American mouse tribe, and there's like a I don't know that one was really weird. Oh boy. Um. So anyway, back so anyway back to Jurassic Park, note. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So Jurassic. So the book came out uh, November 1990, and the movie came out June 11th, 1993. It had a budget around 63 million, and worldwide it made over yeah. a billion. And it stars Sam O'Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, and the kids are Ariana Richards and Joseph Mazzello. Mazzello know how to say his last name and actually fun fact he was uh he was in joseph he was one of the guys oh, he in, was? in bohemian rhapsody oh, nice. he was one of the guys in the band yeah that was like the big thing when that came out was it was just like <laughs> oh it's the kid from jurassic park like i i don't he played i can't remember well because there's freddie and then there's brian and there i don't remember all their names but he was yeah. But uh, you you, al- you also forgot about um, uh, two anyway. very important characters. Wayne Knight played playing Dennis Nedry and yes. Samuel Jackson, who is playing as Arnold, but I just call him Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson 
it's that that's the thing. We see, we all know but no one can he's remember. in this movie. <laughs> yet it's not the same. It's not like it's not the same vibe as when I'm watching a movie where I'm very much aware because he's really entertaining, but it's not his presence yeah, no, isn't it, overwhelming. I, I, I legitimately <laughs> as, yeah. had a, a moment in time where I completely forgot that Samuel L. Jackson was in this movie because he is in a very like minor supporting role and he has a very like unfortunate like an off screen death. He like leaves the scenes like, oh I'll go turn on the power and then like thirty minutes later it's like, hey, how come the power's not on? Oh, something must have happened to him and then his arm just like his like severed arm just like falls into frames like oh he's dead i guess that's the end of that story (laughs) the arm was very i mean not every yeah not everything's gonna look great in this movie considering it's how old it is yeah i know but i thought it was funny (laughs) it it is this movie just set a monumental uh industry standard for visual effects and special effects that are are still followed today it won yes it won three oscars i believe best sound uh, or best it was i think sound effects visual effects and i if this didn't make music i i i would be very surprised because that, that that is one thing i want to talk about and we're probably yeah. going to talk about every time john williams scores a movie but Yes, John Williams' return, and I know we we, we talked about John Williams uh, a fair amount when we were doing the the Star Wars. Oh, oh wait, it, it wasn't, wasn't music. No, it wait. didn't win music. No, so visual effects, sound effects, and just sound, not music. Really? That's insane. That is insane. This is John Williams, this like, is like like some of his like most this, iconic work. It's it's. It's like Jaws. up there with Star Wars and Harry Potter and our yeah, I guess Jaws. Like because I feel like with for this, um I go back I went back and forth, but one of my favorite scenes is when uh Grant and Sattler get to the park and yeah. they're seeing dinosaurs. And the music in that like moment right after the welcome to Jurassic Park is I, so I, I... <laughs> gorgeous and powerful and i'm like this this is a movie where the music should not be oh yeah i mean it's john williams so it's gonna be beautiful but it's not it's a movie where i shouldn't i wouldn't be thinking of the music being beautiful but it is like it's (laughs) like it's like the same thing we're talking about star wars like it's it's john williams he he can score he, he, his score is so iconic and it takes a life of its own and i admittedly watched like that specific scene you're talking about before to, bef- yes you know exactly yeah, it's what like, part of the dr. music Grant, i'm my talking dear, about dr. welcome to <laughs> jurassic park and that just that huge upswing in music and it just goes into that crescendo yes. it's like they move in herds. They do move in herds, and it just—it gives me goosebumps yeah. every and time. He, that movie, yeah. that that specific scene, and that that sound bite of audio, anyone and everybody can just automatically identify that movie and what part it is just from audio alone. And that—that that is just the brilliance of John Williams. He can score a movie, and you are able to pinpoint exactly where it is because his music is so iconic and it's so embedded into pop culture and that specific movie that it just it seems timeless no matter when you're watching it and i absolutely love that 
a couple years ago at the Golden Globes, uh, John Williams, Hans Zimmer, and Alexandre Desplat were all nominated. And I think I said something like, oh, my like top three favorite composers are all nominated. And my mom was <laughs> to me like, God, you're such a nerd. Like, cause that, that I have not even just one favorite, I, mean, yeah. I have several favorites. <laughs> like, and now, well, John Powell is now in that mix, but yeah, I, 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 I said this before, like music. I, I don't think people understand how much I love music and how deep my love for music goes. So this, and I do think, yeah, this, uh, that particular scene, it's so, the music's just so gorgeous. Yeah. And the swell, it's just, it's just encapsulates what they're with they're seeing just so it, yeah it, it's just it, so it really is like it's so perfect even like them just like going into the park and we get the iconic jeff goldblum laugh <laughs> that, that is like probably like the weirdest thing in the movie just yeah when they're Wait, when, when they're, when in, they're the in the helicopter flying or to in the, the, the island the uh i i, I know you like oh. part of me was like as soon as soon, okay hold on hold on before before you say <laughs> before you say it i know, I know that like this. when i was watching this like jesus christ she's gonna make the family guy joke isn't she i know she's gonna make that family guy joke <laughs> i wasn't sure you know, i i wasn't sure but well okay the very first time i don't see this as the first time i saw it because i i got yelled at and then i had to explain <laughs> what? my what happened i it was it was Thanksgiving, and my cousin was like, "We." She was brought movies, and she's like, "Which is more thanks? Which which is more Thanksgivingy? Dinosaurs or Nazis? So are we going to watch Jurassic Park or are we got to watch Indiana Good choice. <laughs> and and we put on Jurassic Park, and my sister and I. I don't. I don't know if she had seen it. I hadn't seen it. But we get to that part, the helicopter part, we both look at each other like, welcome <laughs> to Executive Bathroom Island. That's all we're seeing. But then I, the movie's going, and it didn't get that far in, but I fell asleep. And one of my friends was like, you fell asleep? I'm, I'm like, okay, you. it wasn't at like the, it wasn't, it wasn't like because I was bored, we got up really early and I was tired. I was allowed to be tired. And I, I wasn't like I fell asleep during like, the t-rex scene it was still very early in the movie like it was probably shortly after they just barely get to the park so it wasn't like i was it wasn't like like i i had i remember i had a roommate who once said that she fell asleep during avengers (laughs) and i'm like what like it wasn't i was it wasn't because i was bored i was my sister fell asleep during civil war and yeah in theaters I don't know how she pulled that oh, off. She she literally like fell asleep during I, I don't remember which part, but she woke up in the middle of like the huge like airport fight scene and she was so confused. I'm when I was in eighth grade and we did like our DC trip, we went to Ford's theater and we were being told that there was some presentation and everyone kept saying it was super good. Or we, we hear it's really good. And so for some reason it wasn't just me. We all thought it was like a reenactment or something. And then some guy goes on stage and just starts talking about what happened in the most monotone voice I have ever heard in my life. And he's like, and then he said, Seth is Tarana. And we're all just like, and I was like, 
why am I so tired? Like, I'm like, why do I feel like I just fall asleep? And my friend told me she fell asleep, had a nightmare, woke <laughs> up, and he was still going. Like, so I, I, I mean, I don't know, but so simple. That was like oh a monotone voice, and we were all just like falling asleep. But this was like, but Civil War. I find that I more impressive. I that someone. Well, she also like has like like a very like vocal like dislike for superhero movies even though she's like not Mm. fully like giving them a try in my opinion but i I don't know it just seems like i i think she said that she was like she had like she was like running a bunch of errands that day and then she just kind of like went there as like a spur of the moment thing with some friends because they really wanted to see it and they just kind of drug her along because she had nothing else better to do and then she just promptly fell asleep in the theater (laughs) So it's like, I can't fully blame her, but at the same time, I'm <laughs> going to blame her. <laughs> oh, boy. That's... It's more just in theaters. Yeah. If it was well, at home, it was also that'd be right different. when our, our movie theater gave uh, put in, like, the reclining seats. So it's like, those those seats oh, are so comfortable. So yeah. it's like, I can't, I can't blame her. Those things are super yeah. comfy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But so I didn't. Let me make this clear. I did not fall asleep because I was bored. You I had fell a you had a full I Thanksgiving really day. I can I I can yeah. And I I just fell asleep and I just went in the other room and fell asleep. But like then I think a couple. I remember when Jurassic World came out and my they the thing is my family just doesn't really get. I don't like seeing movies out of order. If I can avoid it, like we talked about, like last week we were talking about the mummy. That was, I think we both said we saw the second one first, just because yeah. that's what I found on. I don't think I went out of my way, like, oh, I got to see this movie. Like that's just what I found first. Like that's different, but like I don't really want to intentionally go to the movies and, like, I will say, I remember <laughs> I saw Spider Man Homecoming, and I hadn't seen Civil War, and people were like, "What?" Or I hadn't even seen Ultron. Yeah, and people were like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a good reason. I just didn't get a chance to see it. But that, thankfully, I wasn't, I knew enough and wasn't, there wasn't really any reason why I wasn't, like, there was, there was not, there wasn't any yeah, information it, that it, it, I found. It's pretty straightforward. So that was different. Part, but like, but yeah, I, I can understand that. But my, my sister was like, but this is out. I'm like, this is out now. We should go. It's like, but I haven't seen Jurassic park i haven't seen the <laughs> movies that are before this it doesn't make sense like when same thing when uh, the dark knight rises came out and my mom's like go with your sister to see it i'm like i haven't i have now but she's like i haven't seen batman and she's like but you'll know what's going on i'm like no i won't know what's going on that's the problem like i it's it's also just a it's also just slightly an ocd thing like i just i would like to if i can yeah, that, I, see I, things in I order so that. i yeah like i i haven't seen um uh, yeah. uh like there was a, a couple like transformers movies that i had missed and it's like oh like here's like transformers 3 dark the moon and i hadn't seen the second one i had only seen the first one it's like oh i'm not gonna know what's going yeah. on and then the trailer's like there's like all these like other like autobots and decepticons like who are these guys i don't know who these guys are Yeah, and, and and this is a movie, I feel like, I just don't think it would, I don't think, like, Jurassic World, I don't think, 
again, I have still uh, haven't seen it. Yeah. It's not on anything. But I I want to see him, and people tell me like like I know you said how Fallen Kingdom was garbage, but I, I still I mean, would I'm like not, to, I'm not saying okay you know, see it. I, or you said you it thought had I, weird the, implications you said you that kind was, of like make the first one seem very much more unethical than it already is. Of just I I mean they, they straight up in this movie the, like yeah. this is very much seems like very sketchy and illegal genetic manipulation they're they're breeding dinosaurs and i don't think that they're even fully allowed to do that um it might they might have explained it better in the book but in this movie they just make it seem like oh like we're very much on the up and up and like uh uh jeff golden's character is like no you guys just rushed this to, to to make a profit you you took someone else's ideas you you slapped it on a lunchbox and you marketed you sold it and you didn't fully realize what you were doing um and in this one it just seems like they're kind of in, in um the jurassic world movies it just seems like they built upon that like kind of sketchy side of genetic manipulation and then just added a whole other like very kind of out of nowhere uh detail that just seems like blatantly illegal <laughs> uh and also added a completely okay. new character that is apparently like john hammond's like best friend and it's another just like super eccentric dinosaur obsessed rich white guy who just lives in like the middle of like the uh... california like like de- like northern california like dense forest and just like oh yes dinosaurs me and hammond we came up with this best idea of just making an island of dinosaurs it was gonna be great it's like and you're meeting him. yeah we're, we're meeting, meeting him now him for now. the first time it's like what <laughs> like what? That's, yeah, this, this um, yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned it. Yeah, the thing about Jurassic Park is that this movie has so many yeah layers because the surface is a park full of dinosaurs are loose. Yes, and people are in the park, and they have to, it's a survival movie. What? But there is such a. I know there's like because I don't. Like, like with the sequels, including Jurassic World. Oh, I know there's a lot of people that think like they didn't need sequels, but I understand. I agree that, and again, I haven't seen Jurassic World, but I understand that some of the sequels there yeah. are problems and flaws. But I gotta say, in in Jurassic Park, they say all of the reasons why this move, why this this needs a se- why this needs sequels, because this isn't just yes on the surface. It's a park of dinosaurs and they're loose, but no. And they, but they, and they talk about it there. This isn't just, Oh, it's a park of dinosaurs. No, they are found dinosaur DNA created dinosaurs and tried hard to maintain and control it. But yeah, they can't because you can't. Yeah, because and, and also, life finds like, a way. on top of that, like, like, aside from it, this being like a survival movie, this is also like an industrial, like, uh, like, like thriller movie because Dennis Nedry is like working as kind of like a double agent for some shady competitor company for InGen and is stealing all the genetic samples for all the dinosaurs to sell, like, to this like other company 
for a huge profit. And that's where like a lot of this movie's problems are coming from because Dennis Nedry sabotages the entire security system, uh, like electrical grid for the system, which causes the entire park to shut down. And I mean, this goes poorly for him. He ends up getting killed by a dinosaur that, that, that just, just straight up eats him. And like his entire like efforts were for, were for nothing. Cause he died. Um, but it also kind of brings into question this, this movie was, uh, in ter- for like paleontologists, this movie was extremely dated because this included a lot of theories and ideas that paleontologists back in the 90s thought were fact, but have since then disproved as nothing but theories. Like the uh, Dilophosaurus, the, the, the dinosaur that eats in a Um they theorized that it had mm-hmm. some type of gland that it could uh, shoot this like uh, basically just like hawk like a, like a loogie into its like its prey space to try to incapacitate it that has since been discredited um the eyesight of the t-rex uh not being able to fully comprehend uh prey that isn't moving that has since been disproven which yeah that that has been discredited oh, really? as uh, nothing more than a than a theory that that is they they have no factual evidence um that a t-rex could not see a prey if it was standing still which that blew my mind because that has been like probably like the most like regarded theory from this movie. Like that's the one takeaway is like if you run into a T-Rex, hold still. It can't see you. No, nope, apparently that's that's BS. That paleontologist, they just didn't know. Do they do they acknowledge any of this? Any of these things that have been debunked in the um, in Jurassic World? They, or do they just they still they act? Don't, at, like, they don't really bring do, up any I, any of the theories like that. They they did try to um, in the the third movie they tried to make the Velociraptors look more like actual Velociraptors because Velociraptors in in real life were like three yeah they're like three to four feet smaller? tall and they had uh, a bunch of feathers on them. So in the third one they kind of included they they still looked like the normal velociraptors from the the first movie but they kind of included these like kind of like like i guess like quills kind of coming out of the back of their head and gave them some like various like coloration in their scales um to kind of like mimic like feathers mm-hmm. um it, so like that was their idea to try to make them a little bit more realistic of just like okay let's try to combine these like fantasy uh, fantastical elements that we've included in these films with a little bit more realism and it kind of worked i kind of like i really did like the design of the the velociraptors from the third movie but the uh the movie itself probably not yeah my um yeah the third movie there are a lot of elements that i do like there's a lot of like ideas that i do really like like the, the when they realize that they're in a giant cage yeah and you know things like that like like that was really like there are a lot of it it is just a it it, the whole i think my biggest frustration with the third movie is that um (laughs) it's not even the character well yeah but it's not even the characters as like themselves it's the fact that they so they hire they pretend to be these like rich like philanthropists who are adventurers and want to want a grant to give them kind of a tour of the island and they and then you find out oh it's because their son went missing and they want his help 
and then they say to him, like, you've been here before. And and his like Yeah, his like research know, assistant. His like, it. He was like, No. He, it's like, uh, no, that was a completely different part, a completely different island. And I just thought that was such bullshit. Like, you went to all this all these lengths and didn't, yeah, you didn't like, do your fucking research to know that that happened on a different island. Like, I just thought that was such bullshit. Like, how did they not? They rented, they chartered they hired, a plane. They hired, they, they pretty hired much kidnapped a person. <laughs> they did all this work and they didn't. I just, that was my, yeah, yeah. It's that like, was my issue. That was my biggest issue because then the whole thing, like, yeah, it's like are yeah, you it's shitting like, me? Is, that was Isla Nubar. Uh, this is Isla Sornar. Yeah. This is Site B. It's like, and like the mercenaries, like, you mean there's another dinosaur? There's another island full of dinosaurs? Like, we need to get out of here right now. Um, yeah, in the, so going, yeah, going back to the first one, I, yeah, this, this was a movie that was, that needed sequels because, so yeah, this was for me. I realized a movie rewatching this. This was a movie that's crying out for sequels because, yeah, it's it's like we said. There's so many layers, but something that I noticed that I really appreciated was so they bring in Sattler and Grant, a paleobotanist and a paleontologist, to the park to kind of like give her you know sign off and be like an endorsement and say yes, this is a great park and. Why, he, so he why was like was a Malcolm K- there? Who? Yeah, who specializes in chaos theory? And apparently, like according to to um, Hammond, it was his lawyer who who brought him along. It's like I brought the scientist, you brought the rock star. Yeah, and like the lawyer's just like oh, whatever. So it was like I I guess he was just he great offered yeah, no, he, amazing he, yeah, insight. He, and I'm glad he's there. I was more just like, who specifically, but still the lawyer. Okay, because I real I was thinking about this, like, in the scene we were talking about before, when they first see the dinosaurs, Grant and Sattler are just Blown like... Blown away. This isn't like... They're beyond... This is not... They never, of course, the thought... Of course, they wish they would see dinosaurs, but, of course, they're dead. They're extinct. They, they're seeing something they never, ever, in a million years, thought they would ever see... And you can see, and they're just like, like, he's almost like nauseous and has to sit down like he can't handle it. And you see Ian is, or Malcolm is just like, he's so amazed. He's so aware of what, he, what he they're sees seeing, like the, but he's not he, a paleontologist. He sees the implications that this thing like, see- can come with. It's like, you son of a bitch, you crazy son of a bitch, you did it. And later on in, in the movie, um, Hammond brings up like this, like excellent, like counterpoint of like, why why'd you do this so so callously like you you rushed this process and brought these animals that have never existed in this time period and you you flung them into the the present where they don't know where they are on the food chain that's what i that's my the lunch scene yeah is might be my favorite scene i the the dialogue and the acting is yeah I, sorry, I, I just love like Hammond's yeah. counterpoint. I was like, well, if I had done the same thing with the American condors, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. they're condors like, on the verge of extinction. If I open up a park and just had it filled to the brim with condors, you would not be saying anything. Yet I have done the exact same thing with extinct animals, and you're 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 saying that this is the most reckless thing I could have ever done. And it's like it's like, damn, that's a good counterpoint. And, I can't and- argue with that. But Ian makes the point of 
that's different. They they died from you know deforestation or climate change or whatever. Whereas dinosaurs died, it was it's because of nature. Yeah, and he says nature selected them for extinction. And then Grant makes the point. They just all make really valuable points that I feel like just right there within this conversation and the conversation when they watch yeah. the eggs crack, which I'll get to in a second. It makes it very clear that this is so much more complex. Yeah, than just it, it, yeah, a park it, of it really kind of brings into and, depth and just kind of brings yeah. like the gravity of the situation. It's like, yeah, we still don't fully know how these dinosaurs are going to react around people, especially like crowds of the public. If something goes wrong, then everyone here is liable. We still don't fully know like what all these animals are capable of. It just seems like a very reckless thing to just make this an amusement park. These animals need to be studied. We need to do more research. And it just, it, it really does kind of make the whole thing seem a lot more realistic and believable because they are, are treating this yes. as rationally as possible. They are treating this as if this is like the like most real world scenario that they can think of. And they're just trying to make this as feasible as possible. And I, I absolutely love the fact that they are trying to make this, uh, trying to make this dream happen. They are all excited, but they don't let their excitement cloud their judgment. The very reason and the very reason that they were there to endorse the parks. Like we can't endorse this until we know more information. And yes. Yeah, so when they see, they take the tour of basically how this all happened with like the DNA and I guess Spielberg, this was, it was just yeah. cause it's exposition and we do, we need this information and it because it's important information and that they would extract DNA from like mosquitoes from those times and would yeah. fill in the blanks. But it also, it also kind of begs the question if they're and, just taking blood from mosquitoes, how do they not accidentally contaminate it with the blood of the mosquito and not just the dinosaur? I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm sure that's like explained like more oh, in the book, but it just yeah. seems like. Wait, I feel like there's like a huge margin of error there, and also you have no idea what blood is in that mosquito. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean that's the thing is that there yeah. has to be multiple types of dinosaurs, which I thought of that. Um, but I, I love this the scene. So they see a, a dinosaur being hatched, and. Uh, S- so yeah. Andy Wong is yeah, Doctor Wu, d- yeah. and I'm pretty sure I'm 90 percent sure he is the voice of Shang. Maybe, Wan. but he he all they know is that he B- does. Uh, 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 a, he he does make a recurring appearance something else in he's the done. Jurassic World movies. So he is like the one like familiar face from okay. the original movies that is in the first Jurassic World, and later on, um, Jeff Goldblum makes an appearance in uh, Fallen Kingdom, although it's a. a much more brief cameo it is uh, nice to see a, a, a familiar face that is so attached to this franchise so um but they basically come he says like there's no unauthorized breeding because everybody's a female they breed them that way because every embryos are already female it's just another uh x chromosome it was x chromosome and they just yeah. they stop it before it gets there and malcolm's like that's, that seems super unethical. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, but also you're, and it's, this is the whole life finds a way. And they're like, what? So you're saying females are going to just breed on their own. And he's like, 
just so I'm saying like you're trying to control something that you can't control. And then we later see they are breeding because frogs, I guess, have can be known to change sex if they're only Envi- in a single yeah, which, sex. Yeah, it seems like a huge. And so, <laughs> yeah, it seems like a they huge. They start to reproduce. Um, oversight on their part was like yeah no frogs they they can change sex i like unless they like specifically chose like a frog or like a like i i still don't understand why they specifically chose frog dna when those are in like frogs are amphibians wouldn't have made more sense to use lizard dna from a reptile since dinosaurs are primarily reptiles um at least from my understanding i don't think there were very many like Mm. amphibious dinosaurs especially especially in this movie like they didn't have like the mosasaurus or any like uh or a dilophosaurus they didn't have any like underwater dinosaurs in this movie from what i can remember or if they mentioned it it was all off screen it was all like you know brontosaurus triceratops t-rex velociraptor it was all like the very common like top 10 dinosaurs that anyone can name off the top of their hands or off the top of their heads i mean yeah it, it just seemed like a huge oversight to use frog DNA and amphibian DNA when it would have just made more sense to just use like alligator DNA or a Komodo dragon, just like real world dinosaurs that exist today. Cause alligators, that's something that pretty much just hasn't changed in millions of years. They, they pretty much like hit the peak of their like evolutionary chain. And like, that's just what they've been stuck with for the longest time. So it, it would have made more sense to just yeah. use some of that and just like mimic that i mean sure like a lot of the dinosaurs probably would have looked a lot more alligator like but i think that would have worked yeah i was trying to ask people like do you think it would would it have cost him the same amount of money or would it have been cheaper if he had just made like animatronic (laughs) which okay i gotta i love the part when the lawyer he's trying to ask like so they're seeing the the doctors, like the engine doctors, like Just, making yeah. uh, dinosaurs, and and he says like, are those? He was trying to say animatronic, but he said autoerotic or autoerotic, and I'm like, what? I was like, well, we know what he's into, apparently. Um, um, but like, would this would if they were like robots? In the words of John Hammond, I'm here to spit. I I spare no expense, so I don't think cost meant anything to him. Uh, so if it like if it meant to ensure like the best possible quality, he would have gone for it regardless of price. Um, which on paper that sounds like a a very fun and carefree philosophy in like a business practice that seems wildly reckless especially when you want to open up a family theme park um because if that doesn't pay off then you're in the red and that's not going to go well for you regardless if you're the ceo of companies your board of directors can vote you out if you're costing the money you're costing the company more money than they're actually making which i think which i think eventually became like a huge like plot point in the second jurassic park movie Yeah, and it, but that the thing about Hammond is that up until even after Lex and Tim and Grant all go missing, the lawyer is dead, Nedry is missing, and 
and Ian has broke his leg and the, everything's loose. He still is like, I, I know now I figured out like we, we rely too much on technology and Ellie yeah. just like slaps sense into it's him. Like, like yeah, you, you had never me? had control. Like, that was the illusion. <laughs> so I guess he had like, he had a flea circus and it was like at when he was, yeah, yeah. I, don't that, know, how, that, I actually point, really like, like that scene where they're just kind of like, just like all the power shut off. We got to eat the ice cream cause, before it melts because the freezer won't work. So they're just chowing down and just having like this like heart to heart of just like he he's comparing like the illusion of the flea circus to the park of just like oh it's just all a big illusion. But I, I know now what I did wrong. But the illusion was that I had no control because. Ellie slapped that sense into him. And yeah, it, that is a really powerful and emotional scene. That's the thing is the lunch scene, he and they're all so like, yeah, like Malcolm is saying like, this is just, this is not right. They don't, they dinosaurs and humans have never interacted and they're bringing back something that's nature chose like their time they they've had their they had their shot and ellie makes the point of you know and this she uses plants as the example but this goes for everything she says like you you how do you know anything about an extinct ecosystem so how do you think you control it and she's like you have plants here that are poisonous and you pick them because they look good but they have no idea what their century they're in they're gonna just behave as they usually would behave and then grant makes the point saying yeah like these they have not humans and dinosaurs have never interacted and ham is saying like i can't believe it like you guys I, are i hired the experts and, and the only yeah the only the, the only one on it's my not, side is the blood-sucking lawyer it's he missing the point that they know what he's trying to do it's not about that it's that you are doing something that it's not even you know uh, malcolm says it like you you didn't your your engineers were quest- and doctors were questioning so hard if they could do it they didn't yeah. stop and think should they this there this because it, it does go in that dense nature you're creating something that is no longer existing and just trying to plop it back in the real world and these are not just like a regular yeah they are animals but these aren't just regular animals they they like humans and dinosaurs did not coexist and so it's just, it's, it just, this is what, and there is a, um, sequel there's, it's on YouTube. It's basically the top, like, I think it's yeah. like the top 10 Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic Park sequels yeah. that we'll never get. And a couple of them are so ridiculous. And some of them though, there's two in particular, but there's one that's so good. And I'm so mad that like, this could still, like the idea was, um, that the, uh, dinosaurs are breeding and reproducing so rapidly that they migrate to another island yeah. because that's what animals do. And that's concerning because if they're migrating, they're migrating, they're moving, they're going to keep doing that. Yeah, and I, I, and yeah, so I, that, I, I, I really like, that's like that such one, a but good yeah, idea. I, I, I think I, I shared that video with you, but there, there were a couple in there that were kind of out there. Like they weapon like the yeah. half human dinosaurs that hunt drug lords every single set yeah. word in that sentence is stupid why would yeah. there need to be half human dinosaurs which the designs are they're I, terrifying, I actually really like cool. the designs of the, there was the one that kind of hybrids 
Yeah. There was one that kind of looked like, think of like a, like a, the body of a velociraptor, but the head and it kind of looked like Voldemort yeah. on top of a dinosaur's um, body, like the, the face, but like, yeah, it was a really great design. It was just, why, why do you need to weaponize them? Weaponizing dinosaurs is such oh, a Oh, okay. So, so you're, you're under the idea of weaponizing and military, militarizing dinosaurs is a dumb idea, correct? Oh, then you are going to love Jurassic yes. World then. Oh, no. Yeah, you are going to <laughs> fucking love that. <laughs> oh no, but like, but also, but then there were, but then there was the idea of like, oh, they're being weaponized. It's not even that they're being weaponized; they're being weaponized. Yeah, specifically to hunt drug, drug lords. lords. Like, why? Why drug lords? South why America, like, because I guess, because because like, yeah, that's Co- where they're Costa based Rica? off. Yeah, of like, it's it, just like an island off the coast of like South America or like Costa Rica. Yeah, like like Costa somewhere kind of like yeah. in like near south america so it kind of makes sense because that is like that that is like a prevalent problem there that is that would make sense for them to do that but um kind of going a little bit back to the human dino hybrids one of the implications in uh, Jurassic world fallen kingdom um i'm not going to tell you outright what it is because i feel like that's kind of a spoiler um yeah yeah but with yeah. that implication human dino hybrids does potentially fall into the realm of that might happen now because of this. And it just seems like they could definitely go with that. And it would kind of be a bit of a stretch, but not by much. It could like somewhat realistically happen within the timeline of the universe that they are setting now because of, kind of these random like gaps of information that are being filled that we didn't even realize we're missing um which i don't know how to feel about that but seeing dino human hybrids in a jurassic park movie especially when it started off as something like this it, it just seems like we're branching off into like it, it, it's turning into like a fast and furious it start, just started off with uh, a car race and now it's all about <laughs> crazy heists and going into space and doing car jumps through buildings and just it, it, it is slowly spiraled into something that is almost unrecognizable from the original. I mean, the first one is just them doing car races and stealing DVD players, and now it's them doing car heists with a tank doing loop-de-loops in Dubai. It's like, it is completely unrecognizable from what it used to be but it's still in the same universe and with the progression of all these movies, yeah. it makes sense that this is the next logical thing. And I feel like with the human dino hybrids, I'm not saying that like that's the next logical thing. I'm just saying with everything that's happening in like the last like movie, it, it is, I feel like it is more on the table now than it was for the first Jurassic world movie where that just felt like it came completely out of left field. Oh, Oh, so have have fun oh, with those two. Um. So uh, we got to talk about care. I realize it's where we've been talking for like over like almost almost an hour, and we barely have talked about. Uh, we talked a lot about Ian. We got to talk about Ellie yes. and Grant or, or Sattler and Grant. So they're um, he's a paleontologist, she's a botanist, and they're working in Montana. They just uncovered uh, Velociraptor yes. remains, correct? And this is when Hammond shows up 
and basically says, Hey, I'll fund your, I'll fund you guys for the next couple of years. If you guys come and see my park and endorse my park. And they're, I mean, they're super excited about that. I want to, yeah, but I got to before this. So the first time I saw this, I thought that Sattler and Grant were together. And then the second time I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't know. And then I actually went, when I was watching it this time, I looked online. There is this huge debate because it's very ambiguous. And I guess Spielberg did that a little bit intentionally. Like, I guess there were scenes or lines that were, they yeah, were calling the, each other honey the, there or were something. a few moments and where I do think they, they they definitely seem like they are, or at least at one point, an item, and they're now they're just like just very comfortable around each other. I guess is where this thing went. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's because of the line in the beginning. It will okay. So I was. There are times where, like when they were first like uncovering the remains in the beginning. They kind of like cut their arms around each other, like friends, but like Grant's like hand just kind of moves and lightly touches like her butt. Gasp. It was really, I'm like, okay. And then later when she, uh, when he's like basically being nauseous and they're watching and they're seeing like they do move in herds, she has her arm on his knee. Like they are just very comfortable around each other. But then there's also the line in the beginning when he says he doesn't like kids because I thought this was, I thought they were yeah. a couple and that he didn't like kids like, and that the whole thing with the kids makes him suddenly like kids. Like, because she says, he's like, you want kids? And she's like, I don't want that kid, but I would like, I do like the idea of a bunch of little Alan Grants is intriguing. And I'm like, and so that makes it sound like they're together or just the idea of and, him having kids and there being like mini me's. But then there's at the, uh, Later, there is also a line where so Ian is kind of flirting. Yeah, with and, and Grant Ellie, is like visibly and like jealous and like uncomfortable with like her, the the constant flirting, which is being done like right in front of him. But it's 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 funny though because there's a part she's trying to get him to explain chaos theory, and it's funny because she totally knows he's flirting, but she does genuinely <laughs> want to know about chaos theory, so she's just letting him. But um. He is, he also, Grant says, do you have kids? And he says, yeah. And he's like, are you married? He's like, oh yeah, uh, occasionally. I'm always looking for the next future Mrs. <laughs> X, Mrs. Malcolm. And then when she says something, he says something about Sattler and he says, oh wait, are you two? And Grant's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he kind of just leaves Sattler alone after that. And I was trying to do research and everybody was bringing up all these points. And somebody said, you know, in that point, it could have that line. It could have been that he's just being protective because the fact that he's saying he occasionally is married and he's always looking for his future ex, like that this isn't a guy and he's just being protective. And I, I just think this is a very weird thing to be ambiguous about because whether they're together or not, it does not no, change it, it anything really in the story. It, honestly, I, 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 I don't really like care, ambigu- but I feel like the, if they were, like how ambiguous it is of whether or not they are in fact together or if they're just really close friends because either one makes sense. And I kind of like that of not really knowing how to interpret this scene. I I really do kind of like that. I think it's explained a little bit more in the book. And also from what I remember my dad telling me, because he he read the book and I kind of asked him a few questions a while back. um, The people brought to the park, there's a lot more people that are actually being like brought to the park of like, I want to say like seven or eight 
like different like people are are like asked to bring to the park like oh like here's like this better like this top veterinarian uh in our field like paleontologist paleobotanist uh ian um and a few others that are just kind of like top of their field that would <laughs> paleontologist paleobotanist ian yeah just like there, there's just <laughs> like all these kind of different people like yeah. there are like experts in their fields like oh like i'm an expert in like uh like like zoos and like how like the like a structural integrity of like a zoo should make uh should be in order to like properly like contain an animal and not make them feel threatened uh and like keep them contained within their territory so that they feel like they are in charge of their territory and just like a bunch of like other people and experts the birds like yeah that makes sense why you would call that person in they're an expert in that field in something that you're trying to accomplish um and yeah i'm i'm Kind of, I, I do kind of like that it is a much smaller cast for the movie because I feel like having all those experts in, and oh yeah, everyone kind of butting heads is like, oh no, you need this because of this, but you need this because of this, and I felt like that would have made scenes like the the lunchroom scene so much more hectic and chaotic of just people talking over each other and just throwing in their hat in the ring of no, you need this, but no, you need this. And it just, I, I felt like it would have detracted from like the gravity of that situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, I, I totally agree. Especially because, so in, I think it's, it's in the book and there were a versions of the script where this was really, really heavily, really heavily mentioned. And it's still kind of very lightly in the movie the idea of saying that um, Jurassic Park is kind of like, it, it's like biblical themes and saying that it's like, East, it's like eat, uh, Garden of Eden and, uh, you know, you take the forbidden fruit and things go crazy and you have to leave and that John Hammond is like, g- essentially God is, and the, so the thought of having all of those extra characters, because you know that there'd be some that are for this, and there would be some that are still against it, but there'd be some that would be in favor of the park when really the only person they're trying, they need to convince is, is yeah. John is Ham is Hammond. And yeah, it, I feel like it would be too hectic of a movie with all these extra characters. It'd be kind of like in Godzilla when there were all these characters and we still like, it's just, it was, I mean, it, it was, I know it was really shitty, but like, they were all so underdeveloped and there was just like, it was just like, yeah, a they, bunch they, of they were just kind of there to, to kind of provide like random bits yeah. of exposition and didn't really contribute to anything outside of that. Um, but yeah. yeah, but, uh, I, as for Sattler and Grant, I, it's, yeah, it's, I, I feel like it is to me, it does come up very, this isn't like a, we know the, their characters and who they are. And we don't really find out that much else about them. So to me, it does seem kind of very, it's like a little pinch of authenticity because it's not like it, you know, them revealing their backstories and all this is really relevant to the story. So it does kind of give it a, like a, like a human touch of, you know, they might be together, but it's not really a major point. So it doesn't really ultimately matter. I get that side of it. I just think it was kind of a yeah. interesting way to make it ambiguous. But the but I know there's versions like I think I think it's in the book. I know there's like there's a there's a version where they were in a relationship. There's a version where 
uh, I think it's in the book where, yeah, she's his grad student and she's engaged to someone else. So I, I don't know. I've kind of come to the conclusion that I think I, I was, maybe they are, yeah. But or yeah, either they are, or they were. It's just I just it, it's a weird because yeah, the first time because the whole debate on kids, and then by the end he, you know, after his time with Lex and Tim, he clearly likes the like idea. yeah has grown has likes the idea. So that's what I thought was like his like struggle. Internal, yeah, but but then but, they like yeah reveal in the third movie she's married to someone else and has a kid and like they're still good friends and he he's still like talking with like the the kids so it's just like wait were they divorced or something or like or they really were just really good friends um uh because yeah i think they yeah yeah i i part of me kind of thinks that they are together it's just not and they will not obviously end yeah. up together, but it's just not relevant enough. But she, that's the thing is cause she's not, I can't, I don't think she's intentionally flirting with no, Ian. She, she, Ian is flirting with her kinda, and she's yeah, just she's like just humoring <laughs> him to, um, they're kind yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just funny because it's this thing that's not very, clear and everybody like the fact that i went on i think it was on reddit and there was this whole long like nobody is like everyone's yeah, no, no, in different it, opinions nothing about has it. been confirmed funny. about that um but apparently um her and jeff goldblum and uh dr grant they're all all three of their characters are going to be returning for the next uh jurassic world movie jurassic world dominion uh yeah which they're shooting they just, they went back. They went back to work. And Bryce Dallas Howard sent pictures out of, like, she had these major bruises on her arm. So she's probably doing a yeah. lot of the stunt Hopefully work. she's not running in high um, heels again. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. I think that I'm, yeah, I want to, I, I've, I've got time. I want to, I want to see that one. I do want to see Jurassic World. I just, like, it's not on anything. When I was, when we decided to do Jurassic Park, I went to the, I went to, I'm like, I'll just go to buy Jurassic Park because I do love it. I will. And my parents didn't, they're like, why will you buy a movie that you're only going to watch once? I'm like, what? No, I'm going to watch it again. I've yeah. seen it. I like it. This isn't, it's not a, it's not really a question on if I should buy it. It's just, I'd have to buy it or rent it on Amazon. Why not just spend that money and exactly. buy it and then I own it. And, and, uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. I ended up having to get it on Amazon, but I found so much <laughs> of Fallen Kingdom, which makes sense yeah. because it's the newest one, it's the most recent one. But I'm like, why is there so much of this one? And this is the one that I know for a fact is very questionable and problematic. Yeah. Um, I want to mention, so we were talking a little bit about Jurassic 3 with, with Sattler and Grant. With I appreciate this so much. So... Uh, Jeff Goldblum is not in Jurassic Park 3, but he he is the yes. main character in the second one, and then Grant is back in the third one. They are all this they're all so yeah. messed up he, from he, this. He... And I love that so much because I didn't because for years, like I, you know, grew up on like Harry Potter, and I remember Harry doesn't really he it's more about him learning what he's capable of and his and his family and things like that 
it's not until a situation arises where he can't save everybody and witnesses something so dark and traumatic that he, he, it changes he, him. And yeah, he, 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 he basically gets like PTSD from it. And in this one, and, and then the sequels in Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, they're all messed up from it. And and we were talking, we've talked about this before, that this is also a franchise that's kind of, it's the, I feel like the biggest thing that was hard about making these sequels, even though I do stand by this, I do think it needed sequels, but the biggest thing that was struggle to make these a sequel is that make these, make these sequels are, this is a situation, they don't have to go back to the park. Like, it's not like, oh, it's not like in The Mummy Returns, yeah. like, oh, Emotep rises, we gotta put him back. They don't have to go back. And they, uh, Jeff Goldblum basically gets coerced into going because his girlfriend yeah. has gone. And Grant is, again, doesn't want anything he, to do with it. He, and he basically gets bribed he, into it because he needs money for <laughs> his, his dig. And when he kind of figures out what's up, they just straight up knock him out and more or less kidnap him at that point. So it's like, oh, great. Now I'm stuck here. <laughs> But I love the part when he yeah. meets the kid and the kid says, like, I've read both your books. I like your first one better because you like dinosaurs back then. Because he hadn't obviously <laughs> come across dinosaurs and this changed his opinion. So I just love the fact that this definitely yeah. damaged them in a way. And like Jeff Goldblum is very messed up, especially because he did go he what was it he said he they like signed like yeah like non-disclosures or something and they gave him money but he still went out and said this is what happened and everybody thought he was crazy Some, something like or that something. yeah and, and of course he's like like yeah overprotective of his daughter who really wants to go there uh with him um she i think the daughter was just an excuse because they just yeah. wanted more like kids like Lex and Tim, but Lex and Tim. It made Tim, sense for them to be there. We, it made sense for them to be there, but it also, they don't get enough credit. They were a really yeah, No, great like one of my favorite scenes addition. of this whole movie is the, the, the kitchen scene with the Velociraptors. And, and also like right before that, there, there is yeah. something in the final version of the movie. Um, as the Velociraptors like kick open the door and Lex and Tim are like hiding in like, like on like one of the adjacent aisles, like, to the doorway so the velociraptors can't see them you see behind one of the velociraptors uh one of like the like puppeteers like adjusting one of the velociraptors tail so the thing uh is tilted upright and he like uh ducks out of frame it's only there for like two seconds but you see a guy adjust a velociraptor and get out what i did not what yeah, just, i've never just, noticed that is yeah, this when just, they're first just, going into you, the kitchen you can find this on youtube it's in the final version of this movie, I, I didn't know about this till like probably like a couple of years ago, but as soon as I did and I noticed it, I can't now not see it whenever that scene pops up. And it's oh. so funny. Um, <sighs> That's the, have you ever like noticed like there's these, always these tiny, just like filmmaking or production mistakes or editing mistakes. And you just can't no, I, unsee them. Like there's a scene in Jurassic and there's a scene in Forrest Gump where he runs <laughs> by the same people twice. In the DC yeah. scene, well, and I, I mean, can't unsee it. I, I actually kind of like that. It kind of adds like a little bit of charm to this movie. And there's also a another scene in this movie 
um, where this is towards the end where the um, T-Rex like like grabs the Velociraptor and is like thrashing around in its mouth. There's a uh, single frame of footage in the final movie where the Velociraptor disappears from the T-Rex's mouth as it's thrashing it about. It, it just completely disappears. <laughs> um, and it, I, I remember I only learned about this because of the uh, VFX Artist React uh, series on YouTube by Corridor Digital, which if you guys haven't checked them out, definitely do that. They're, they are widely entertaining and they, they definitely know what they're talking about. Um, and they, they, they kept making the jokes like, oh my god, could you imagine if this happened anywhere else in this movie? It would completely ruin the movie. Like, could you imagine if the T-Rex, like, disappeared for a frame in that movie during that scene instead of the lost raptor it would completely ruin the movie just just because of that just they, see right, <laughs> they like, can teleport now they disappear they do disappear <laughs> but yeah it, it is just kind of crazy just um, seeing like because yeah. like this technology was like brand new like they had a like ilm like worked like overtime on this like ilm's entire backbone was dedicated to this movie and making all the cg and special effects um but like the main thing that they had for reference were all like the animatronics that the uh the movie did make like they made like a full animatronic t-rex so it's like okay perfect we have a frame of reference for like light refraction and coloration and how this thing moves um and uh during the scene where the t-rex like first kind of like breaks out and attacks like all the jeeps um it was raining so bad that it actually caused the like foam latex skin of the t-rex suit to get like way down so much that they actually had to stop and it was causing the um servos and the electronics in it to seize so the t-rex was for like a good chunk of time was actually moving on its own it's like that is terrifying (laughs) they um so i guess kathleen kennedy did some work yes she was a producer or something she seems to sneak her way onto a lot of movies i'm always like imdb she's just kind of just in the background for a lot of stuff um, mostly for like Steven Spielberg stuff. Yeah. But apparently she said like that the T-Rex, you know, it was, it was, it, it was a robot, it but a yeah, robot, for, for but, uh, like just like the break for like a little bit they, of time because of like all the rain, like weighing down the suit and like kind of like messing with like all the electronics and circuits inside. It was, uh, kind of spasming and seizing and moving erratically and uncontrollably for for a brief period of time and it also didn't help that the the yeah she said they were like it also didn't help that the the suit itself like all the skin and latex absorbed all the skin so this the it actually like was uh uh barely being supported by like the metal frame and uh wiring inside of it so it was actually like starting to like crumble under its own weight because it had absorbed so much water she said uh, they uh, they would be like eating lunch or something, and then it would just malfunction and start moving, and they would all just like because that's it's one of the it's like you know this is fake, but there's that tiny part of you like holy holy shit like I just thought that was so that'd be so like 
everybody freezes like wait it's it's not alive right okay i'm gonna go back to eating like um yeah the special effect it does uh it holds up pretty well there are some things that look a little but it, it for most part holds up yeah, pretty well uh- I mean, for especially for something that movie. came out in 1993, like this movie. I mean, this movie came out before, um, or like more or less, kind of like around the same time uh, as uh, the Mummy. So the fact that it was, yeah, like a couple of years before, the yeah, fact yeah. that it came out like like around the same time, and how well like the visual effects because I Industrial Light Magic did a lot of the special effects for both of these movies and they both look phenomenal. They still look really good. I mean, there are a couple mm-hmm. of bits where it's like, you can tell like something isn't really there and like, they're just like kind of like pantomiming or shadow fighting. But the times where like, they actually have like uh, an actual like model there or uh, an animatronic or puppet, it just, it looks so much better. And I absolutely love it when movies mm-hmm. go the extra mile and I know it's like a lot more costly and expensive to make uh, animatronics and models and puppets and stuff like that, but it pays off so much in the long run. Practical always yeah, looks. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Like it, I mean, I'm not saying CGI. It's so CGI can be more questionable sometimes. There's a lot of great movies with really, really great CGI. But there's also a lot of movies with a lot of bad CGI because yeah, CGI is cool and it it's not there. And it's also but at the cheaper. Same time, it's like, but when it is there, it, it is, is. Oh, it is cheaper. I mean, think about it. Is it more? Is it cheaper or not to have a bunch of CGI T Rexes rampaging through a completely CGI city, or just have ten like, or have a bunch of animatronic dinosaurs rampaging through a real set that you had to build? Yeah, it, it okay. just okay. It, it makes sense um, in yeah. short term to make make something CG because you know you can do that over and over again and not have to worry about like cost to rebuild a set or if yeah. like, an animatronic malfunctions that could like bog down an entire thing. Um, but yeah, in yeah. CG you can just like run a bunch of like renderings of oh like this this building needs to collapse this way it's like oh i didn't like that let's collapse it in a different way it's like yeah i like it that much that that, that looks way better um it, it just it does pay off in like the short term and sometimes in the long run depending on how well it looks but a lot of the times you kind of just get this like I, I, I don't I don't want to say like rubbery or fake looking, but a, a lot of the times if a rushed CG like effect does, if you don't take the like the proper like attention or care to it, it does look fake and people do notice. Um, like with like with the yeah 2017 mummy movie, like there were a lot of like moments in that movie where it's like, okay, this looks really fake. This looks really bad. You. It, this would have definitely paid off if they had just simply done a practical uh, effect of something rather than just, oh, have this guy get swarmed by spiders. It's like, no, that looks really fake. Why don't we just have like like an actual like spider on him, like a, a bunch of spiders on his back, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like that definitely would have looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I thought, yeah, I love like another another scene that I really love, and it, it's when uh, the they're they're trying they're trying Grant and the kids are trying to get back to the main to the main part of the park and get back to everybody, and they're on the field, oh, and the yeah. dinosaurs start flocking because they're running away from a T-Rex, but they don't see what they're running away from. And I just, I just love that scene. I don't like visually. I love that scene. Just like, uh, they're running. The camera is obviously moving and they're looking around like free. It's, it's just, uh, but also to me, I, it's also shows the grant and the relationship with the kids is yeah. really, really great because in the beginning, he, he, yeah, he's just talk, avoiding he doesn't them really and like kids. Them in the, the cars. <laughs> and it's so funny. So they, the, the two kids show up and, uh, Timmy, the kid, one of the kids, the boy love the brother loves, he loves dinosaurs and he really likes Grant. And he's like, I actually read this book where blah, blah, blah. And Ellie is just laughing because Grant's <laughs> trying to get away from the kid. And then, uh, he puts Timmy in a car and then the Lex is like, oh, she says I should ride with you. It'll be good for you. And he's just like, uh, so. It's like, and I then, can't um, win. <laughs> when they get out of the, when they get out of the car because the, the Triceratops scene and Lex takes Grant's hand. She falls and he grabs her and then she's just holding his hand and he's just like, ugh. But then the, later during that scene, the flocking scene, he's gripping and holding because they just they went through yeah so much shit uh, like the, the night the before jeep falling out of the tree and almost crushing uh tim and grant also they almost drowned yeah. in mud yeah the kids which like they're they're stuck in the car and this is okay so this scene so they uh, ellie stays with back with the other with the other employee working there because the triceratops yeah is, uh, because sick. because she thinks and that it ate some of the the poisonous plants that grant uh not grant hammond put around because they they looked pretty um which yeah. she protested earlier on in the movie during the lunch scene um yeah she yeah go ahead and uh yeah yeah and no you're but i also just love the scene because they're just like they're seeing one like up close now a dinosaur up close other than the yeah. one that they saw hashing and She's crying and and Grant's laying on it, which resulted in that meme of Grant like putting his head on <laughs> yeah. anything. But um, they move on. She stays with him. They move on, and the storm's hitting. They're at the T Rex site, and before when they're there, there's a goat there, and Grant makes a point saying, "Eat it wants to hunt. Just eat it wants to hunt, and you can't just make something." go against an animal, go against 65 million years of, yeah. you know, and this scene is when, yeah, the T-Rex comes out, the lawyer just bolts. <laughs> I know that he bolts, but I'm also like, I get, there's, I'm just, he's clear. I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, even the kids who are terrified, know it's probably not smart to get out of the car. And I, I, Lex, grabs the light because she's trying to get the other guys in the car to see hey yeah we're in here like but i love the the lawyer bolts and then grant's like where's he going and ian's just like when you gotta go you gotta go because he runs and hides, yeah. and hides in the bathroom and uh timmy of course is screaming like turn the light off and this makes the dinosaur the t-rex yeah because yeah because the they're flip it over flashing the light all over the place 
But also, I that's the thing is I I love that I went back and forth because I'm like, is this scene stupid or necessary? And I realize Timmy's not the one doing it. It's Lex because she doesn't know that this is going to make things more unsafe. But I also understand from her perspective, there is an adult figure in the car. He left us. There are two adults nearby. We need to let them know yeah. we're in the car. Like, I, I I, was like, that's very realistic. But they're like, yeah, basically the, the car is flipped. They're drowning in mud. And so Grant, they finally realize what's going on. They're like, it's like they're watching it in slow-mo because they don't, they know like, okay, we got to stay still. But then they realize, holy shit, it's like going after the kids. And Grant comes out with like the, is it, it's, what is it? No, it's, 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 it's a, a dynamite. It's, a it's just a, a flare, a road flare. And he's like getting the dino, he's getting the T-Rex's attention and it's about, and he, did he throw it no, or was um, he about so, to so throw Grant it? So Grant threw it, it and it, <laughs> since that was the thing that was moving, the T-Rex immediately started going after the, the road flare. And then Ian got out of there, did the exact same thing. But since he was running when he threw it, the T-Rex kept chasing him to the bathroom and injured Goldblum and then ate the lawyer. I just thought this because I was thinking the T Rex was about was he about to go for the yeah. light? She, I guess it, it was. Go it it was light? going for the light because that Doctor that that Alan Grant threw, but Grant. The, as it was running, Ian bolted out, did the exact same thing, which made the dinosaur completely ignore the first road flare and go after Ian, who then started running. And since he was moving, that made him a target. And started hunting him and crashed in the bathroom and then, you know, no more lawyer. Because <laughs> I get why, I get why he went after him. I just thought he was about to go after yeah, I, the other flare. And they would have been able to get, and I was just like, he, uninten- I mean, I know he was trying to help and he did help, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like Grant's plant. Grant's plant hadn't failed yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think he was just like, oh, I'll help too. And yeah. I mean, he also does. He has he has kids. So I understand why he wants to help. And he even like later when they're, you know, the park shut down, they're stuck in the cars and Grant goes to the other car and to see what's going on. And Grant goes back and, and Ian's like, how are the kids? He's like, I, Grant's like, I don't know. They're fine. It's like kids get scared. Like he's a father and he actually knows there are, there's a, there's, 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 there's like a protocol. Essentially. There are things that he knows about kids that Grant wouldn't think about because he's not a kid person. And so I understand why he got involved. I just was like, if you had waited a couple yeah, of seconds, it, it was just like, kind of like, they, Oh, I'll help know. too. It's like, I'll, cause like he, he was probably thinking like if Grant moves, then the T-Rex will go after him. This is like, I'll distract you with my road flare and get out of there in the process. Okay. It was just, since he didn't know like the behavior of a T-Rex, he probably didn't realize that if I'm running, the thing will chase me and will go after the road flare. But Grant knew that if I don't move, the thing won't chase me. So he thought that, oh no, Grant put himself yeah. in danger. I got to go help him to make sure that he can save the kids. So like, it, it makes yeah. sense for it to happen because he didn't have that information. Grant did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was literally just like, 
if you waited maybe a few seconds, because his plan didn't fail yet, but it, but yeah. I, I, I it, it was just that. like um, that, like kind of area of expertise. I, I kind of really like that they did kind of like show that like this man is an expert. He knows what he's talking about in terms of the dinosaurs. Because later on, um, the kids are like like camping out in a tree and they're being approached by all these like uh, brontosauruses and it's like they're they're the kids are freaking out especially lexi it's like no get away they're monsters like no no no, they're like they're like giant cows like they're they're not gonna hurt you and they they try feeding them and giving them some like branches and they're they're petting the dinosaurs like that it was like a really like wholesome scene it was just like no like they're not they're not monsters they're just animals and this is their nature like he, he doesn't he doesn't vilify yeah. any of the animals in the park even when they are trying to kill them they're just acting in their nature. Yeah. He he, he treats them yeah. more or less with like It's yeah. not Jaws 4. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. He, he just treats them as if they were just like a normal animal. It's like, "Oh yeah, no, like that was a tiger. Of course a tiger's going to hunt and this is just a cow or a giraffe. It's just going to eat some leaves from a tree and more or less leave us alone. We pose no threat to it and it poses no threat to us. So we're fine here. Um, And and I I just really liked scenes like that where he's just like able to kind of show his passion to the dinosaurs, to like the kids, which I feel like the kids were kind of there to kind of like be a proxy for the audience because they, they had they were just completely blank slates for the movie which worked well for like the audience to kind of like fill the role like be in their shoes just of just not knowing how to react yeah. to all these different things um which which, which i absolutely love yes. when, when movies do that they kind of put like a blank slate character that the audience can empathize with this brings up uh i can't i couldn't find it i was looking for it for this um the same, the guy that did the top 10 sequels we'll never see, he did another video. At least I think it was him. Uh, like, it popped up with this. That's how I found it. It was, like, uh, quotes or scenes from the book um, and, like, how they differed from the movie or something like that. But there was this line that, and just reading, So I haven't read the book, but yeah. <laughs> just reading some of the lines that Ian says Jeff Goldblum. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I can't. Like I haven't even read the book, and I know he was perfect casting. Um, but he, uh, there was a line. There's a whole like part of some dialogue where he's like, "How do they know to hunt us?" Like, and I, I was thinking, and I can't find it because I was thinking, well, you know, I mean, as an you know, as any animal, you see something that's potentially a threat you're either curious or (laughs) you see it as hungry. Yeah. Or you see it as prey. But I was trying to like, I can't, I'm so mad. I was, could not find it, but like, but because it made the point of like how smart they are or the fact that, yeah, these are creatures that we have not coexisted with them. So the fact that they're smart enough to know that like we can be a threat to, it was just, I can't, I, Hopefully I'll find it if when that whenever we get to the sequels yeah. because I, I it's, it was a really good line and I could not find it but um yeah it it um I I agree I do really like that that they treat them that even though they are this is terrifying they are animals yeah like they they're yeah, just like, doing they're, what they're animals not acting like out of any do. malicious intent they're just they're hungry and they see you as a source of food um and th- I also. 
I, I also kind of want to talk about like one of my favorite characters. We we haven't really mentioned it before, and that would be uh Muldoon, the uh the the hunter. I knew that was coming. Um, yeah. Who I I really like him because he like in like the very yeah. beginning of this movie, we see like a bunch of workers trying to load um what we later find out a Velociraptor into its pen, and that goes wrong, and it eats one of the workers as they're like tasing it. And Muldoon is like trying to save this worker. He's like holding on to him. He's just yelling, "Shoot her!" shoot her and later on in this movie like that experience kind of carries on with him and kind of has like a vendetta against the velociraptor specifically against them um and he he pretty much like works like very closely like around their pen knows like pretty much everything about them it's like oh yeah like there were there were uh, a few of them but the big one killed all but two of them so it's like they are extremely fast. They're problem solving. They tried to attacking. They attacked the fence and coordinated strikes whenever workers would feed them. So we have to feed them with this crane, uh, and they just lower. They just lower a and, full cow. Yes. It's like, oh yeah, they're they're pack hunters. They they attack from the sides and then uh, one distracts from the front, and that's how they get them. And it's just he his he has so much like intimate knowledge about the Velociraptors that when they eventually break out. It, it I really like that they kind of like pit him like against them like a man versus nature kind of thing and he's just such like an experienced hunter and just like has like this really like like pimped out shotgun and he knows it's like oh they're following us you need to get to the electrical shed run I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll distract them oh uh, yeah it, that scene is just so great that like uh the he's saying like because it's we're like being they're hunted. watching us because realizing, oh, oh, like, holy shit. Like, and he's yeah, so calm uh, about um, it, too. It's like, was, yeah, we're being hunted right now. It's like, you run. And even when he's about to die, he sees it. And then realizes, and then, and I realize, Grant, this was foreshadowing. In the very beginning, with the kid, Grant says, like, show basically says, like, you how they hunt is that, which apparently they don't, they don't work yeah. in packs. Apparently that's something yeah. else that's being debunked. But in in the in this, you know, he says that like you know one will, you see one and then you don't know that they're your others are closing in on you. And so even Os Muldoon sees one, and then realizes that's the decoy one. That's the one that's supposed to distract him because he doesn't notice there's one next to him. And he's yeah. like clever. He's I, not even like he, mad. He kind of plays like, off as like. Well played. <laughs> well played, Velociraptor. Yes, he, exactly. He doesn't even like seem like yeah, he doesn't seem mad about it. He's just like he's just impressed by it almost of just like clever girl. <laughs> the Velociraptors they really built up the Velociraptors because I think as an audience I used to, I wasn't really familiar with Velociraptors. I knew I think I maybe knew the name, but I didn't what know they, like what they fully Because I, I think no, I, I knew more of yeah. T-Rex, which I think most people do. And that is, like, the first villainous... Well, maybe not the first first, but one of, like, the, you know, in air quotes, villainous, like, antagonists that they come across. And and then you realize, like, that the scene with the Velociraptors being fed right before the lunch scene, that's when they really start to realize there's a lot of things here that aren't right and shouldn't be happening. And that's what really kind of that's kind of what starts to t- uh, change Ellie. And yeah. Grant's Cause it, it, it's like, Oh, um, these things like completely like eviscerate a fully grown cow, cow. in like two minutes. And it's like, that is, that is terrifying. Yeah. 
and they're the fact that they're being like, oh no, they're still locked. They're still locked in their pen. And then, oh my God, no, they're out. And that, and, and it's just the, the realization that they are so much worse than any of the other, like way worse than the T-Rex. <laughs> and like, it's just the, that we know they exist. We don't know that much about them. And it's not until they're on the loose. And I do love the kitchen scene where like, they are just so smart and they're like, and like Spielberg loved that scene of like one's using its claw as like in Morse code, essentially, which yeah. I thought was kind of weird, but talking, but essentially com- communicating with the others trying to yeah. find the kids. Um, yeah. And, um, I, and I, I also like that they're kind of yeah. like checking each and every aisle, just kind of like, just kind of cycling through it in waves of just, them just kind of like doing like a thorough search rather than them just kind of like, yeah, just running around, scampering about all over. Like, if I threw my dogs in there and, like, had them, like, oh, I need you guys to find me, they will just sprint. Yeah, they will wander either, like, run around or yeah. just, like, sprint to, like, the nearest sound they hear and act purely on instinct. Whereas these guys, the Velociraptors, like, methodically and meticulously, like, sweep every single row and every single aisle of the kitchen until they eventually, like, hear noises and follow them and, uh, like, investigate. Like, they, they use, like, very sensible problem solving skills and i think that is just makes them so much yeah. more terrifying than just the t-rex which is just a behemoth that you can't physically stop yeah yeah exactly and yeah the ending is just so, like they're going through the uh air vents and the one like uh lex is on like a opening of a vent and it put it pushes its head up and she's like holding on and almost yeah. falls down like they're, can you imagine, like, they're, do you really think their, their mom is, I, I feel like their, their dad, especially, because you find out, they say it kind of in the beginning that the mom, that, uh, John's, sis, John's, uh, daughter is going through divorce. So I'm like, I can't, can you imagine, I feel like the dad, especially, is going to be, are, are like, is, I don't really know if I feel comfortable yeah, with them hanging yeah, around grandpa with anymore. Yeah, anytime soon. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, and and see, I want to bring this up because I was. Uh, this is probably this was especially the first time I watched it. There was one thing that bothered me about Jurassic Park, and then the second time I watched it, I think I forgot, and I'm like, wasn't there something that bugged me? <laughs> and then the third time, I think, oh yeah, it was this. The one thing that I have an issue with. And it was just, it should have been introduced earlier, was the fact that, uh, so Lex, in the very end, when the Velociraptor is trying to get into the control room, she's the one, she's yeah. like a hacker, and she's finding the right file. And we only know that she's a hacker because she says this in dialogue early, like, a little I bit earlier like in the 30 movie. 30 minutes before this, well, yeah. Yeah, and... I do appreciate that it was just like in the background. It wasn't like a big deal, but you, it kind of came off to me as they realized they needed to introduce this and they threw it in there or like, cause they decided they wanted her to play more of a role in the yeah. end because she hasn't played a huge role other than being a big yeah. sister. And, you know, and it just bothered me that the way where it should have been, even if there was a line of dialogue of like Hammond saying like, I'm so I can't believe I got you off your computer or something like that in the beginning. That's my only thing. If they had introduced that earlier, because it was useful, informa- important information. It's about her. And 
we needed it, but I didn't like how I didn't like that, when that also, it was introduced. That also kind of reminds me. I, I think this was like an old like college humor skit uh, where they were pretty much like had like all the like basically it was just like a bunch of cast members of like college humor and the actual actor who played the lawyer in the movie. And they're all like, they're, they're being confronted by the T-Rex. It's like, mm, now who should I eat? Mm, I'm going to eat the expendable lawyer with no character uh, background and no character arc. And it's like, <laughs> no, wait, what are you talking about? Like, why don't you eat like one of these two? Like he's pointing to like Grant and Elliot. It's like, Oh no, like I'm a, I'm a paleontologist. Like I know exactly like how to avoid this and survive on the Island. So it would make sense that I wouldn't be eaten. It's like, okay, well, what about her? It's like, oh, well, I'm a paleobotanist, so I know, like, all the plants here, so I'm also, like, equally equipped as him. It's like, okay, I guess, well, what about the kids? Like, oh, I'm a hacker. It's like, really? You're a hacker? It's like, well, what about the kids? Like, I'm a kid. Of course I'm not going to get eaten. It's like, uh, and it's like, uh, no, don't eat me. I am actually the kid's father. And the kid's like, no, you're not. Yeah, it's very clear yeah. who's going to die. <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has no character value <laughs> um, other than being the greedy lawyer. Yeah. And, uh, um, we also, uh, Timmy cannot catch no, a break. He gets electrocuted. He goes through, so it's, he, he gets, he first is almost drowning in mud and he can't climb out because the seat is, st- his feet are caught under the seat. The car goes over like off the road and into a tree how he survived it's yeah. amazing how he survived that gets chased he by, then, yeah he, he gets chased Grant, by that car as the, he's climbing out of the tree as they climb out and then i do love this line because he has a bunch of really great like lines of the the car is falling and grant realizes okay let's just we'll duck and we'll hit the the cecil yeah. you know protect and and then he's just like well we're back in the <laughs> car again and then later when they're climbing the tree, he's like, I don't like trees. And Lex says something. She's like, and he's like, well, you weren't in the last one. <laughs> like, But then, then he gets electrocuted and, gets... and has to be yeah. resuscitated. Like it's, it's, he can, I'm like, he cannot. It's like, this kid is <laughs> like, the most durable thing in this entire movie. He goes through. This guy could probably like I'm. I was like half expecting like, is the T Rex just gonna eat him in like one bite, and he's just gonna like crawl out of it because like the thing didn't actually eat him; it just swallowed him like a pill. It was like I was. I was like half expecting it's like, <laughs> yeah, what is this kid just gonna like? Oh, there's gonna be like a stampede of like like brontosauruses, and they're all gonna like miraculously like step over him, except. Yeah, it, it, just like everything that could happen to this kid does happen to this kid, and he like walks it off like it's almost nothing, except for he he does walk with like a noticeable limp after the um uh yeah, yeah the electrocution, electrocution. <laughs> but it's just like all right, I'm just gonna pig out in this buffet. <laughs> but also, like, oh yeah, I love that scene, and there's so much like cake and all. It's just it's just nothing but yeah. like desserts. <laughs> It's like after what they went it's through, like, yeah, out. go you, for you it. You deserve it. So when they're turning the power back on, and we know they're about to turn the power back on, but like uh, Grant, so before when they get to the fence, because they realize they got to climb over it, and Grant puts his hands on it and pretends to be getting shocked, which is <laughs> like he's just come such a long way. Now he's intentionally trying to like scare yeah. them, and, and, them and I like how but even the kid, like one of the yeah. kids is like that's horrible. It's like <laughs> that was great. <laughs> When they're and they're climbing and 
uh, Lex is like, I bet I can get over before you. And Grant's like, it's not a race. And we're seeing Ellie starting to like power up and you're just like, it is, it is a race. Go faster. Like <laughs> time is a factor. Um, Move it. <laughs> oh, speaking of which the, we didn't talk the scene where they find, I love, I, this is my, I, I love this scene so much when they go out looking for everybody the one of the cars are missing no yeah. one's around and there's the realization of like everything's down the t-rex can just go anywhere in the park and they find ian his legs broken they put him in the car and then the, the t-rex scene yeah. and then after after the t-rex scene he's like oh well that <laughs> yeah it's like must go faster you I must really go faster want, yeah is she screaming is ellie screaming shift or shit uh probably uh, shift i don't i i honestly don't know either one works uh but she's okay like i can't tell you shit shit i mean the movie was pg-13 so it very well could have been shit and it still would have worked yeah um yeah yeah i i don't know uh Okay, so I'm like, because like it's not that it really matters. It's just that it it sounds like she's saying an F. She she very well could. It, yeah, it I, was kind of hard to decipher that, and I never really put too much thought into it. I just kind of like chalked it up as just like incoherent yeah. screech. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we we also get the iconic image of uh, bare chested Jeff Goldblum in the paint me like one of your French girls pose. <laughs> he's just sitting it's like are you doing this intentionally but then the the joke then that other meme of the of it's him i actually found out that they just recently made a funko pop of uh the shirt shirtless jeff oh, goldblum yeah, yeah. doing that doing that pose which i think is hilarious um yeah, and it yeah, I know that seems <laughs> And it's it's on him for a while, the camera. <laughs> when he's just like laying there shirtless, just like in his French girl pose, the camera's on him for it's a like, long time. And he's not enjoy ladies. <laughs> he, he was he was probably doing that to um, like oh yeah. uh <laughs> hey Ellie. <laughs> it was like that was just like his way of like flirting with her. So yeah. <laughs> it's like hey oh, ellie yeah. oh i'm injured. oh no oh, I'm yeah injured. someone take care of me and then like hammond like here because i'm just like no no not you there's actually so well, there's two things i want to bring up here one so later when they go to they got to turn the power back on and hammond's and ellie's like okay i'll go do it and hammond's like well shouldn't it be me because because he's the man and she's the woman and she's like rolling her eyes like we'll have a talk yeah well well, yeah we'll have a talk about sexism and survival situations later but i was more because i'm like i'm trying to decipher this like i in his end i don't think he meant it like you're not capable it was more of he felt he should do it because he's the man which is still bullshit but like he also is a lot older than her. He is from here. He's from Scotland. Like I, I don't, I like, I didn't look at it as him being like a dick. I more looked at him in his head. He was just like thinking, Oh, I should, but also forget the fact, the fact that you're the man, you have a limp. Even if this wasn't like, even if this wasn't like a, a sexism thing, you have a limp. You would be the worst person exactly. to go do this. 
But I love when she's like rolling her eyes, like, really? Like, seriously? <laughs> like, um, but the other thing is, um, so Jeff Goldblum, so there's part where he's like speaking into the uh, camera in the car, and uh, Jahamid says, oh, I really hate that man. <laughs> and I know it meant to be funny, but also, so like, why is, is why specifically does he hate him? Does he hate? Does, has he ever met him before this? And no, if he hates I, I him think so much, he, why would he call I, him? I for think Lost he was World? just well. He, I think he just more or less say, said that because he was just like being an annoying, pretty much just an annoying jerk the entire thing of just like, oh, are we gonna see any dinosaurs <laughs> yes. on this actual dinosaur park? Because up to that point on their tour, like the tour guide yeah. is just like they're automated like drivers just like saying like here you will see the dilophosaurus seeing the cretaceous period just like full on like kind of like an elevator like sales pitch of like all these dinosaurs and no one seeing anything so ian's just like hanging yeah. it up for, for like their their like jeep cam it's like hey are we gonna see any dinosaurs so it's like hammer's just like oh, i hate that guy he's such a dick <laughs> yeah um i mean it was funny it was just like I'm like, what did this guy do and to you? <laughs> I honestly forget um, why he called Jeff Goldblum for the second one because it's been, oh, oh god, it's been a few years since I've seen the second one, um, so I don't fully remember why he was hired and not, um, yeah, uh, Doctor Grant or uh, Ellie. other than the fact that his girlfriend. Went yeah, ahead. I, I think that was yeah. like really like the only reason because I think he's I think like the dialogue that went on was like oh yeah I called them and they refused they they don't ever want to go to the island again and I think it's like oh like well there is this one person there but uh I, I yeah I think it was just that's the only reason that he could get him to go was because his girlfriend was there. Um, that's yeah. the thing is like I said, it would have been if they could have found a really a reasonable a really good way to get grant and and Sattler to go back to go to site b like that would i would have if it i because that's hot like we said they don't want to go back they don't have to go yeah. back so like and if only they could have if like because i feel like it, i mean i don't know it was like i yeah it's been also been a while since i've watched lost world it was just jeff goldblum is the only one from the original. So you suddenly just have all these yeah. new people that. And and I also you know. remember that um, Vince Vaughn is in the movie as like, a, yeah, a, a documentary, yeah, like a photojournalist or something like that. Um, and they pretty much just like act like, uh, like eco terrorists at some point in the movie where they just release all the dinosaurs that all the engine, like security, like captured for like their, site in san diego that they want to build which seems like a really dumb idea i mean it just seems super dangerous yeah yeah Yeah. but it also seemed they were bred on this so god how much money does he have two islands an entire like genetic research team that can just clone dinosaurs out of like the most minuscule dna from a mosquito and then has enough money to withstand all like the lawsuits from all the workers that died, the random rich girl's family from the beginning of the second movie. So it's like, mm-hmm. and then have enough money left over in their company to then rebuild that part, like actually build the park like 
20 years later and Jurassic World because it's still the same company. Is Bryce Dallas Howard, is she related to John Hammond? I don't think so. I don't think it. I, I don't I don't think so. It's never brought up. Um, the, okay. the only thing that's ever brought up was the actual CEO was like, I forget his actual name, but it's like, oh, it's like it's like my friend Dr. Hammond always say, uh, spare no expense, and that's really like the only time Hammond's ever brought up in Jurassic World. Okay, um, yeah, actually, I forgot to mention this earlier. Even though it is, we there are we there are flaws in it. I do appreciate that they be because this could have just been Island of Dinosaurs. So I appreciate that there is like they do give an explanation on it and there is a science space. And I know it is a little bit to a lot. Of, it is, a lot of it is kind of bullshit, but I do appreciate that they made the effort of it being science-based because apparently, apparently um, of like how they brought dinosaurs back. Cause apparently there is a paleontologist who she apparently found red blood cells and soft tissue in fossilized bones of a T-Rex, which basically which kind of means cloning could happen. Yeah. Like that is something that could happen. Like, and I, I just, I, I just appreciate that so much that there is that aspect that they did put in the effort to give us a logical reason on why there are yeah, dinosaurs. I, I do, I do like that because in the world that that is a thing. Like cloning is a thing in this world. Like I remember in I think seventh or eighth grade learning that um, it was a sheep named I believe Dolly. Um, Oh, was yeah. was cloned. Um, they they basically just like cloned like an embryo from a sheep and then put that embryo in the womb of a like a a, a sheep donor and then it gave birth to a sheep that was identical to the sheep that it was cloned and it was since the so very cloning, first clone. Because when we all think of like like in like you know kids animation and movies, there's cloning. There was always the idea of just like. Kind of think of like a, a like airport security type machine. You just walk through a thing and then you you're cloned. Yeah, like it always came off like that. When it's like, no, it's you still have to be give it. There still needs to be like a, a reproduction aspect of yeah. it. It's not, and and also not just... it would take a lifetime to grow a, a full mature clone. Yes, which was another thing that like it, it doesn't just clone you from like the exact moment you were cloned which i i kind of i kind of think is kind of cool that it is like that like we're not at the point in like technology like i think ever since like the whole dolly uh clone experiment i think cloning has been like made like illegal due to unethical genetic research or something like that they like i yeah. like i don't think like that's actually a thing that you can do anymore unless you want to be super sketchy and illegal about it um unless unless you want to be a super villain yeah uh, i i will yeah. i will clone an army of cows because i think i think yeah you can only the war is coming yeah the war is coming i want my army of i want my army of cows move over <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. That's the, tag. That's the tagline. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> I would totally watch that. Oh no, the evil Dr. Bovine is striking again. <laughs> That's bullshit. And it's just and this is cow puns like the whole <laughs> I can't let me Oh uh, I... Let me give you a tip. <laughs> like cow tipping. No. <laughs> that w- this is utterly ridiculous. 
move over. <laughs> there's a new, there's a new, yeah, there's a new, what, what would be in town? A new cow in town? A new, a new what in town? I, I, I don't know. You're forcing me into it's a like, box. <laughs> okay. Okay. Move over. <laughs> All right. Um, um yeah. so is there, I, I think we can kind of just jump into like the final segment of this movie of, do you think this could actually happen? Um, you know, okay, I will say this movie is, I, I, I feel like I'm going to, I, I, there are, are a lot about things about it that I feel like, yes, I think there's a lot of, uh, obviously, uh, Bill Cole trying to, because the basis of this movie is control. Yeah. And controlling something that you cannot so I think the, I feel like the characters are very realistic. I feel like I was watching and I was like thinking, I think there was just a lot of aspects that I didn't find realistic. And then I came up with like a counterpoint. Like I was thinking like, why would all of these engineers and like, like they're all acting like, like when uh, Ian says like, how do you know they're all female? Like, you know, and they're acting like, and when he says like, you know, life finds a way and they're saying, what are you saying? Like, oh, it's saying females can just reproduce on their own. And it's like, how do you not take into consideration? He's making the valuable point yet. Yeah, it's like, he's like saying no, but life finds a way that it's going to, you're, what you're doing is super unnatural. So I, and I realize that if any, any, all of these engineers probably are, I mean, A, they're getting paid a lot, but they're, it's not like the same as like, cause they would never have been able to hire people like Grant or Sattler because they think this is unnatural. Yeah. So I realized they're like anybody that probably would disagree. is probably not working. Yeah. They, they hired a bunch of yes men is what you're saying. So okay. yes. So I think, I do think there, I mean, could it happen? I guess clearly I know that there is like, I, I don't know if how, if that's, that was on IMDb, so I have no idea if that's since been debunked. That whole cloning is tr- close. But, like, in this world, I think that it is... There are a lot of things about this movie that I think are really, really real. That I find okay. very believable. But there were things that are... Again, I'm more going to... If I change my mind, it's because I'm watching it and I'm <laughs> noticing something else. Yeah. What about What about you? <laughs> There's one aspect of this movie that makes me think that this movie couldn't happen, and that is the maturity of the dinosaurs. So for a dinosaur to be oh my fully God. grown, I like, think yeah. oh so, so basically, like all the dinosaurs, or at least a good majority of them, are at like from what like Dr. Grant and Dr. Like basically like the paleontologists and all the experts like seem to like imply that all like the majority of these dinosaurs have reached full maturity so they they are at like the peak mm-hmm. of their age which means that they are probably like at least i don't know 15 20 years old which means if this movie took place in 1993 that means that they would have start had to have start their cloning process for these things years and years like in like the early to mid 70s which I'm not sure if the genetic technology was a thing back then for cloning because the cloning of like Dolly, that that was, I want to say like early nineties or like late eighties. Like that was 
yeah. at the time of this movie's release, a fairly recent scientific breakthrough. So for them to have been able to do that like 15 years prior to that, I don't think that they could have done that because the technology or the, the genetic research had yet to be discovered. Um, and it, it also, I, I, kind of don't like the fact that they never fully reveal this like shady uh competitor company it's never revealed in any of the oh, sequels um, i changed my mind yeah it, it just seems like I, there, there's I, no yeah, yeah. I, I don't care who you are there are no way that there could have there couldn't have been more than one leak they only had dennis nedry and he was a failure but Every company has some like competitor company, like Coca Cola has Pepsi, or um, no. uh, McDonald's has Burger King, uh, Del Taco has Taco Bell. Like every company has a competitor, and they're more or less on equal footing. So for InGen to have like more or less this monopoly on dinosaurs, they would have competition. I mean, regardless of the quality of that competition, it would still be there. Um, so no, I don't think that this movie would play out the way that it did because I don't think it would have even gotten to that point because the dinosaurs wouldn't have existed. If they did exist at that time, they would be like two to three years old. I want to, I want to kind of, I knew that you were going to say something. This is why I want you to go first because you always make points that I don't think of. I think the events that take place on this island with these people is very realistic, but I, I, that's a very valid point. And I also think like, it's just the, also the whole idea is ludicrous. It's not even the idea of cloning dinosaurs, but the fact that this guy who's insanely wealthy, he owns more than one Island. He owns, yeah, an entire, it's, it's, and no one seems to know about him. No one seems to know about the park. Uh, and no one seems to know about his other equally wealthy industrialist partner. So I think uh, with like, I think I think I, I really, the thing about these characters that I like is because they are bringing up such valuable points Yeah, that I think that that's so realistic. So I do think the characters themselves are really plausible, but now that, it, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of other things that don't quite make sense. Yeah. Yeah, and also if but, they yeah, started that's... making all these dinosaurs in like the seventies, then how is it that no one knows about it until he starts bringing people to the park? Then, like there were, there must have been at least like the occasional like dock workers, like, hey, they got fucking dinos on that island. You guys should check that out, and just like it's mm-hmm. spreading from there. Of just like a, yeah. at least like a rumor mill, just kind of like explaining like, oh yeah, like. Dr. Hammond has a bunch, or uh, Richard Hammond has a bunch of dinos on this island. No, is that John true? Hammond. Yeah, John Hammond, sorry. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it, is that true? Just like, it, like some kind of like media kind of like blackout around the island, I felt like could have mildly explained that, but like a media blackout for 20 years? Like that seems. Also, the uh, fact uh, that, uh, that now that unrealistic. Yeah, that's a good point because something else, now that we that we're talking about it, so the beginning of Lost World, the events of Lost World happen because a family, like this rich family and their boat come across Site B just like on vacation or whatever and they're hanging out and their kid is attacked by a bunch of giant, like these small 
dinosaurs. And yeah, the the copies. And, and so it's like, okay, if that happened on site B, that could have totally have happened before that, as well as it yeah. also could have happened on Nevlar. Like, there's, yeah, I feel I feel like keeping this within this story within the the world of just this park and what these characters are going through i think their reactions their behavior the just their the advice and the fact that they're saying this shouldn't happen i we can't really be comfortably in endorsing your park like that to me is so that's what i love about this movie because it makes us so genuine but when you really put the world when you put it into like the actual world yeah how did how did nobody come across these islands? How did in in twenty, in 20 years, years? Yeah, that does make. I never thought about that part of it. How like yeah, they wouldn't have. The, if he had started doing this in like the nineties, and then that would you know, but like the fact that yeah, he would have had to have started this in like at least at least the eighties. So yeah, it doesn't make when you really put it within in within the realm of the world, it doesn't really add up yeah i mean even with like their internal logic it doesn't make any sense because like when the baby raptor is born it's born as a baby it's it's like a like eight inches tall yeah and yet you see like the fully mature raptors and they're as tall as a human like they're as tall as grant and hammond and muldoon so it's like how they're not dogs how old is they're this not thing? dogs they don't yeah, mature but, within a year or two yeah like it it yeah, and it, like it, it, yeah, like they're they're not like the the clones from Star Wars that is like it just takes and even then it takes ten years for a clone to reach full maturity in that with their internal logic. So even then, that doesn't make sense if yeah. they have like the like increased aging procedure because then it would have still taken them like ten years to reach full maturity for any of their dinosaurs. Yeah. And even then, I don't even think that would have been enough time for uh like the T Rex to go from the size of a dog to the size of a, a building. Yeah. That's just so, um, I did not think about any of that. Yeah. That's a really good I, point. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's like explained a lot more in the book. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, we're just covering the movie on, on that. But given like that kind of like underdeveloped factoid, I still genuinely love this movie. Yeah. This movie is a classic. The the soundtrack is phenomenal. I, I get goosebumps every time, like certain scenes where that music comes on. And if you haven't seen this, you're doing yourself and everyone around you an injustice. Watch this movie and don't be a monster. Yeah. Don't be a don't be a Velociraptor. Watch Jurassic Park. Or a or or a Velocipastor. Yep, I knew that was good. <laughs> yeah. Watch one of our earlier episodes. That'll make sense. <laughs> only only true fans will understand I keep, that I joke. Keep wanting to accident, I keep accidentally wanting to say Velocipaster. And it's like, no, it's a Velociraptor. <laughs> they are not, they have not been, they are not part of the church. That, that we, we know, know of. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah. No, uh, Velociraptors were actually, um, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as we wrap up, uh, th- uh, thanks for listening. We're on uh, Spotify, 
Uh, Apple, Stitcher, please review, like us, follow us. Uh, We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, just if you have any suggestions for movies, feel free and we'll take a look. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, Leave a comment, uh, like, subscribe. Um, We post these videos on a more or less weekly basis. Um, We love talking about movies, so please give us a suggestion on what you want us to talk about now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. So please talk to us, people. (laughs) Yeah. We're so lonely. (laughs) I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy. You've been listening to Movie Reel, folks. See you next time. 